Did you roll the dice off the table again? Yeah, I did. Okay. Nine. A nine. Chris, the design challenge we will be taking upon ourselves today is design an adventure for a mouse. All right, I'm going to go grab my copy of Redwall. Hello, and welcome to Roll for Topic, a roundtable discussion about topics related to running role-playing games. I'm Chris Salzman. And I'm Andy Rao. And uh, Andy, when this episode goes live, it'll be, have, it'll be like three weeks from the day that we recorded. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there just in case like Wizards of the Coast announces D&D 6th edition or something like that. <laughs> and we, we don't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of predictions for June. I don't think that involves uh, involves Wizards of the Coast making that sort of announcement. But um, yeah, just wanted to, wanted to put that out there <laughs> before we get all the angry hate mail about it. Yeah, maybe uh, between now and then they'll announce a mouse-themed campaign hardcover. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Could happen. Chris, I thought we could start our discussion today before we get into our uh, mouse-themed design challenge. Since mm-hmm. it is kind of the beginning-ish of summer, I guess probably well yeah. into summer, honestly, by the time this yeah. airs. But I am wondering if you have any particular gaming plans for the summer that are sort of confined to the summer. Ooh, yeah. Um, well, my big gaming plan for the summer is all oriented around the, the Roll for Topic Con, which we're going to do, do again this year. Um, so I need to get my act together a little bit. I have some ideas for that. I don't want to talk about it, though, on air, just in case. Just in case it doesn't go, just in case I am not able to do it, but then also because um, I want there to be an air of mystery around it as well. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so there, there's that. Um, I'm also going to be playing in a, uh, like, I think a one-shot, maybe like two-session thing of Brindlewood, Brindlewood Bay. Um, That's right. Which is a game that is, uh, at least amongst our crowd, is getting a lot of hype. You kind of play like I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than like Murder She Wrote, but with some like some like supernatural twists and stuff. Um, so I'm going to be playing a little bit in that, and then continuing a Blades in the Dark um, campaign that I'm playing into. But yeah, that's pretty much it for what I have planned. I've got a lot of travel this summer, so like there probably won't be much much me planning and running games. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that in the fall actually is when I'll actually pick up pick up a small campaign. Yeah, what about you? Well, I am planning to run a campaign for my wife and my teenager, and then maybe a couple of others um, as they're available. I will be running the Warhammer fantasy role-playing game, which I've run at various points in the past. But I've never played this latest edition, and specifically I've never run the pretty famous and well-regarded published campaign, The Enemy Within. Mm, It was an early, I I don't want to say, it wasn't an adventure path exactly in that Pathfinder sense, but an early published campaign that consisted of a couple of different publications. Hmm. And uh, most, you know, when you see people listing, you know, what are the greatest published campaigns you see, you know, Masks of Nyarlathotep and Pendragon and Enemy Within usually floating in the top uh, five. So, I've never done it, and we'll see how it goes. We're going to be playing weekly throughout the summer, and I don't, I don't think that we'll finish the campaign. And uh, you know, from what I've read of it, it, you know, one of the nice or bad things about it, I guess, depending on your perspective, is you know, there's a lot of ways for it to just go, you know, the players to just pursue their own thing or to get interested in one of the many individual pieces of the campaign and decide that they want to do that. 
And that would be great, but it also means I'm probably not really expecting that we're going to follow through the main plot all the way through the. <laughs> I think the the current the current edition of Enemy Within is like five volumes. Oh, so, geez. Uh, okay. it's it's a beast if you play it. So yeah, I was just going to ask: Is it worth reading? Is it like worth reading if you're not going to run it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't read. I've only read through the first installment, although I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat familiar with the rest of the pieces, mm-hmm. and. I mean, the first one is great. I mean, it was good enough that it made me think, this looks really fun. I'm just going to, I'm going to run this. So, you know, mm-hmm. I recommend it. It, be, it would be pricey to pick up all of the books just to read them. But Yeah, I think the, maybe I'll throw this out here for listeners. So I'm, I'm looking for when I do get to, you know, the point where I have some time in the fall, like I'm trying to find a, like a short-ish campaign that I can run, like a, a pre-published adventure. Um, yeah, something that like takes maybe, you know, Maybe six sessions, but then in reality it takes, you know, 10 to 20 because yeah. <laughs> everything takes takes too long. Yeah, so if you have a favorite one, you know, please please let me know. Okay, well, we should transition to our topic at hand. Um, so we rolled on the table, we rolled design an adventure for a mouse. And so I made a joke in the intro, um, which we may or may not cut, about uh, just getting a copy of Redwall. Uh, so I made that joke because I think if you've read Redwall, like that is the quintessential adventure for a mouse, I think, <laughs> right, in pop culture. Um, I know there's a handful of games, too, out these days that are sort of trying to capture that feel a bit. Um, is it Wander Home? Is that the one? Maybe yeah. Wander Home. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think there's a game Mouse Guard based on a graphic novel that's, I think, literally about mice adventures. Yeah, yeah. So this is something that I think is uh, somewhat in the zeitgeist in that this is the sort of thing that nerds think about <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, I've seen more than one. Wander Home might have been one of these. I've seen more than one D&D 5e third-party campaigns or settings generally around the theme of uh, it's a world of cute anthropomorphic creatures. Mm-hmm. And I find that super charming. Even though I don't, I'm you know I'm not exactly in the market for that right now, but I I think that's pretty wonderful. It's a that's a a fantasy niche that I don't think it's been part, especially well covered throughout the history of the hobby. So it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to see several several projects around that theme lately. Yeah, it's sort of like the antithesis of um, like a power fantasy, right? Like I'm thinking about like a mouse, like you know mice are. Uh very easily dispatched let's say let's say it that way yeah right like you know like there's lots of mice you know they're not very strong you know they're they're tiny they're scared those sorts of things i think those that lends itself well i think to imagining like what it would be like for them to to try to navigate like a a scary situation or you know like a situation where they have to rise up and and be and be brave (laughs) Mm -hmm. right yeah so okay let's let's maybe let's start to drill down a little bit into what we want to do for designing an adventure for a mouse um so do you like when you think of um do you want this mouse to be able to talk i guess that's probably the first question we need to answer like you know so like should it be able to talk is it still a mouse or is it like just a humanoid that's um being re-skinned as a mouse that's an interesting question. I guess when we rolled this topic, I assumed we were talking about a Redwall-style mm-hmm. anthropomorphic fantasy mouse. Mm-hmm. It would also be interesting to design you know, an actual adventure for a mouse, although that puts some extra constraints, I think, on the adventure, yeah. so... Yeah, I'm thinking about like Watership Down, right? So the, the rabbits in Watership Down are not necessarily like... They're not intelligent like humans are, right? And that's part of the... the um, the allure of that story, I think, to me, is that like you're you're getting these very like rabbit like 
reactions to what's happening to them hmm. too, right? And getting sort of their their inner monologue. Yeah, so I could go either way. I mean, I, I, of course, right? Like, love Redwall, <laughs> but uh, I'm almost I'm kind of leaning towards like, what if we designed? Yeah, designed something that like uh, a real world mouse would consider an adventure, <laughs> right? But like, maybe it has some intelligence, or it can talk, right? Or it can talk to talk to the other animals it runs across. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, uh, let's see. So thinking about like mice, right? Like they, you know, they like cheese, right? But like what, you know, they like, you know, stealing food, those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I guess for a setting, maybe let's try to pick like a, a building or a structure that the mouse is trying to, to get into. Yeah. The appeal, the, the biggest appeal to me to a mouse adventure is just the appeal of being really small in a space not designed for a really small creature. You know, I don't know why that's such a fun conceit, you know, uh, stories or movies about people that shrink down or, Mm -hmm. but there's just something really fun, you know, even in video games, you know, every now and then you see a video game where there's a level where you're really small or something. I I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just so fun to navigate a familiar ish space from a perspective, a completely different perspective. So yeah, yeah, let's, what, what would be the coolest possible place to be really small? Um, I don't know if this is the coolest possible place, but something that my mind just went to was what if, um, what if you're a mouse trying to steal food at a, like a museum while a museum heist is going on? (laughs) 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 The adults are doing, (laughs) yeah. So there's, there's some sort of art heist going on in the middle of like one of those art opening style, like art opening, art openings. And like, you're a mouse that's trying to get like the, the really good cheese um, that's on the, on the platter while there's chaos going on on around you. Yeah. I like the idea of, you know, human caused chaos is sort of an environmental challenge for you. Mm-hmm. You know, these aren't enemies that you would fight or sneak past exactly. It's more like a a a situation you have to uh, maneuver mm-hmm. your way maneuver your way past. Yeah. Okay. I want to get back to your question about like what what the coolest environment is, but I want to take one other detour and say like, I mean, should this adventure be a heist? <laughs> like, should should it be structured like a heist? Well, it would be pretty fun if the mouse, you know, if there was a sort of heist-like element to getting the food, you know, what, how can we lock away the food in such a way that you have to be clever, do clever and do interesting things to get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that what you're yeah, thinking? Think, yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, uh, I guess I was thinking more along the lines of like recruiting help and, you know, those sorts of things that, oh, that yeah. happen like a heist movie. Like, yeah, could you... You know, could you set it up such that like you, the mouse has to become allies with a cat, just because the cat has to do something to get the mouse in the right position, right? You know, like you can have have some of that, maybe even some double crosses and stuff. Well, how how could how could you possibly not find that appealing? That's a great yeah. idea. I okay. love the idea of uh, a a team of uh, you know animals, each a different type of animal, and each would have its strengths the types of situations it's really good at handling Mm -hmm. Uh, that sounds really fun actually so i mean i think we would be uh pushing the this is a quasi real mouse uh Mm -hmm. but then we're pushing it already because we're proposing a heist for the mouse so uh, yeah yeah i think that's i think that's okay um well, I mean, it is okay, right? It's our podcast. Yeah, we can do whatever we, do we want, Chris. But, yeah, sometimes I forget that we make the rules. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, okay. All right, so if we do that, like, I like the museum idea, but let's go and, like, explore that a little bit more. Like, what are some other other fun spaces? 
you know, for a mouse. I mean, I think there's the classic of like a farmhouse, right? Like a, like a house that's on a farm, right? Like there could be some fun stuff in there. Like a toy factory could be cool. Um, I don't know, like what else would be really fun to be small, small in? Yeah. I mean, I like, I think encountering humans needs to be a part of Mm -hmm. this at some point. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess you would encounter humans in all of those locations you just Mm -hmm. said. I, you know, I do kind of like, you know, setting something outdoors kind of expands the, well, expands the space and the options a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. A museum, a restaurant. It's like a board game store, right? Like, so I'm thinking about like, okay, so if you if you're tiny, what's the sort of thing that like to a normal human size would then end up being like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, it, normal human size like playing a board game. If you're a mouse, all those things are sort of like the right size for you, yeah. too, right? What if it's like a games workshop store and they've got a big yeah. Warhammer table set up? And... Yes, I like that because there's all sorts of um, possibilities for like you you as the mouse to freeze in place and look like a space yeah. marine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so shall we say a, a big board game store? Yeah, maybe there's a big board game store, and then the like it's one of those board game stores that has like a you know like a cooler of food up at the front, right? Or like yeah, like you can get snacks and stuff. So like your your goal is to go get the snacks. Um, but there happens to be a 40k tournament going on at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. So it's at a game store where there's a tournament or competition going on. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of delicious food at this tournament. And mm-hmm. there's something particularly tasty that you want, maybe? Or or maybe it's just full of targets and you need to come back with uh, a, a week's worth of food for your mouse family from the many yeah. different options. Yeah, I like that, right? Because, like, game store, I mean, you can imagine there'd be, like, uh, open bags of Doritos around, you know, probably, like, Snickers bars, those sorts of things. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, laying all around. So you could you could have a number of targets in there. Um, you know, if the team, like, maybe you're a team of mice or something, right? Like, I, I don't, like, I guess I'm, in, I'm imagining there's more than one player um, in this thing. Yeah. Um, all right, so maybe you're a team of mice, or yeah, you can recruit. Like maybe somehow someone's brought a dog with them to the game tournament, or like there's a, a stray cat <laughs> in the alleyway that also wants to get inside um, for something. Yeah, uh, maybe there's yeah. you know maybe maybe you could list out different animals. Like some you know a stray cat could sneak in through the back door. Maybe mm-hmm. they have a pet hamster in the store that's just a store yeah. hamster or something, you know? Yeah, like an emotional support dog or... Right. Emotion, yeah, emotional start, support, like, snake or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You could, yeah, you could play with that. You could have a whole D6 table, I think, along those lines of, like, who who brought what <laughs> that they I, shouldn't know. I think that would be really, really fun, yes. Uh, okay. with, a, with a bias towards small creatures, so... Yeah, so, like, maybe let's... Uh, okay, I really like this for a setup. I think this is really good. So then maybe let's think about, like, what are the specific challenges you might run across? So I think there, there's, you know, you have to have, like, a couple goals in there that are probably somewhat easy to know. It's like the, the mouse knows where the snacks are, but also, like, there's, yeah, the open bag of Doritos. Like, that, those sorts of things can pop up, too, in there. But I guess what are the, like, what are the, the what's the GM going to throw in front of this party? It's like, yeah, here's your first, first obstacle, next yeah. obstacle. Well, what if we think about what are, what are your possible targets? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's probably a, there's probably a vending machine full of tasty things. Mm-hmm. There are 
there's at least one table where, you know, someone's left a big bag of Doritos open and maybe there's another table where someone brought healthy snacks instead and they've got a bunch of carrots, uh, carrots and cucumbers (laughs) or something like that. Yeah. Let's see. There's a fridge in the back in the employee room, maybe that full of uh, who knows what is in there. And maybe, and maybe that employee area, you know, would have other type, you know, food sitting around and maybe there's, maybe there's a cake. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to pick one or two of those and maybe outline what kind of mini adventure might take place around the acquiring of that food? Yeah. I think I, I really like the, the employee area idea. Um, and I think I really like the, um, like the, the bag of Doritos, right? The, the like open bag of Doritos in there. Um, the employee area immediately made me think of like, if you, so a, a couple things, right? So like, you know, there's going to be like the main front door entrance, you know, probably like a, a back entrance for the employees. And then maybe, maybe you have a couple of other, like one other mouse sized entrance, right? So like you can, you can either sort of go on head on and like sneak in as someone's opening the door, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to be a sneaky check. Um, or you have like, there's, yeah, there is some sort of like small opening that you'd have to search for in order to get inside, get inside, but maybe it's a little bit safer, safer for you. You can't, can't be seen as much. Um, I'm also thinking about like, you know, um, people being people, like some of them like mice. So like maybe you can befriend an employee <laughs> there mm. too. It's like an employee comes out and like sees you and like, Oh, here, you know, have this extra French fry that I have, um, as well. So you could, you could plant at least one employee that is like sympathetic to mice inside. Yeah. Right. And then maybe you have like the manager is like, absolutely not. We can't, we can't have mice in here. We'll get shut down. Like the health department will come and shut us down. You know, I think this would be a good use of reaction tables, which I, I don't hear people talk about using these very much, but they've been part of D&D since the beginning, where mm-hmm. you, uh, when you encounter a human, just make a quick D6 table. Is this a human that finds mice really cute? Is this a human that panics at the sight of mice? Is this oh, a human yeah. that is enraged at the sight of the mouse? You know, that sort of thing. And you could you could pre-identify a, an employee or two as having a particular type of reaction. You know, the store owner is going to hate seeing a mi- the mice, but maybe one of the employees, like you say, has a soft spot for cute little furry creatures. And then everybody else, you could just roll on the table to see how they react when they spot the mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the you probably want to weight that table heavily towards like you know don't get spot, <laughs> don't don't get seen by yeah by people yeah oh, for sure. Um, most most of those are going to be negative. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, I'm thinking too, maybe just as like a, a general statement about the adventure, like the mice can't understand human language, right? So like you're just getting sort of like fear. Yeah, or, or like the or peanuts, uh, the peanuts parent. Yes. Like, wah, 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 wah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, just do, do those voices. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So we have like, you know, like come up with some sort of entrance, you know, like there's a couple of targets in there. Um, I think like the bag of Doritos is is interesting to me because because we can go to that like scurrying across the the Warhammer table. Yeah. Right. Like the the, you know, the armies fighting. each Yeah. Other. The bag of like, Doritos is on the Warhammer table. Yeah. Like somewhere in the middle. And I think um, I think it stays static maybe it like moves every once in a while. Right. So you have yeah. to like, if, if you're getting too close, like if, <laughs> if your players are getting too close too fast, maybe the bag moves right to the opposite side of the table. Like, you know, someone grabs it. Um, like, <laughs> um, okay. So like, what are some things that could happen? So if you're on 
on the table itself, trying to get Doritos on the table, like what are the potential complications of you just wandering up and getting it? Right. Like, so obvious one would be you get spotted, but like, you know, how do you like, you could, so you can hide behind stuff. Is there anything else that might, might happen? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's boring if the main threat is always just, you've been spotted by the humans, partly because mm-hmm. it's, that would be a pretty difficult thing to get out of. So, mm-hmm. Hmm. What if like just the terrain itself is difficult to scurry, scurry around? The terrain right? is difficult, and the terrain is you know that people are moving their warhammer tanks and stuff like mm-hmm. that around. So it's where the cover is changes from you know round to round, maybe. Yeah, um, you I mean you'd almost like you know thinking about how to handle handle like the threat level, right? I think you. I think you have like somewhat like a, your, your hit points as it were, would be more like a spotted meter, right? Like, yeah. are you, are you spotted yeah. or not? You know, so you have like, maybe there's like three, if, if three people, you know, see you, then you're caught, right? Or like you're caught or like some other that's, thing happens. That's like everybody's good, alerted to your presence and now you need to actually. Escape. That's a good way to do it. And and yeah. if three people see you, they chase you out of the store or something and you mm-hmm. have to start over. Yeah, they they attempt to chase you, and then you have to. Then it becomes more like an action sequence of like, how are you gonna, you know, what are you gonna do? Like, you can you can stay one step ahead of them for you know like a little bit, but they're all gonna be chasing you. So like, do you try to grab the Doritos and get out, <laughs> or do you just abandon all hope and run? So this, so I have an idea that I think would work better in like a video game than a role playing game, but mm-hmm. but I'm drawn to the idea that the mouse has to help one side win to. Uh, <laughs> Like yes. to uh, to where the mouse is trying to get the game to end as quickly as possible. So oh I just my goodness. I'm picturing the mouse. You know, like when people aren't looking, the mouse moves a space marine. You know, a foot <laughs> closer to the goal or something. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. I or um, yeah. Or like removes a weapon from one one figurine and puts a yeah. mouse there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, that's really good. I, I like that. Yeah. I feel like if, as a GM, you you want it. I think that would be really fun to do. I mean, it, it, that would be hard to have that arise or in any sort of organic way, any sort of mm-hmm. organic way in your game. But if you can make that happen, you should do it and then tell us how it went. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's like I mean, so if you can cause any sort of like. Um... <laughs> accusations of cheating amongst yes. the, the players, right? Like that's going to give you a, a heck of an opening to go get some chips, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe your goal is to, yeah, to distract people away, distract people long enough to grab the chips and go. Mm-hmm. And you could do that distraction in whatever, whatever way seems fun. Maybe you push mm-hmm. the giant space Marine. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I I know there's other things besides space marines that are probably on this table. I but... mean, there there are, but are there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I think there's Eldar as well, and yeah, um, yeah what, the, the goblins. <laughs> stuff. And there um, needs to be like a two hundred and fifty dollar giant figure that you can yes. push off the table or something. Oh my goodness! I'm just imagining like you know at one point the mouse like grabs grabs a weapon and like is just sort of standing there pretending to be a figurine. Yes, and like some other nerd being like. You said you painted your army. Like, <laughs> that one's not painted. <laughs> it's, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, maybe okay, someone so jokingly okay. puts the cheeto puts a cheeto like in the hand of one of the figures. <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah, and that's the one you want. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's all sorts of like, yeah, really fun things you could do. I think yes. with that. Oh, okay. So we have just like a couple more minutes. So I want to just explore like, are, what are some other things you could do within the store that would be fun? Yes. So let's talk about some other situations. I go crazy with that uh, Warhammer table idea, but we don't want to spend mm-hmm. all our time on it. So yeah, I think that's good. I mean, that could be a pretty tight adventure right there. I think is like, yeah, get up the Warhammer table, get some stuff and leave. Um, so like the employee, I think like the employee lounge um, in the fridge there. Right. So your main, your main problem there is going to be like someone has to open that fridge in order for you to get in there. Yes. Um, right. So like maybe that's just like a, a waiting game of some sort or again, like trying to distract, um, distract the humans while, um, while they're in the middle of an action. Yeah. So you, you know, this would out. work well for a multi-party, a multiplayer party. You've got to get someone to open that fridge door, but then not notice while you or your friends grab something out of it before yeah. they close it. So th- you know, you'd have to time some distractions or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you, yeah, so time some distractions or otherwise, you know, like have, have the players figure out a way, like how would mice open a yeah. refrigerator wedge, door? If put, a, left? put a wedge in the door so it doesn't latch or mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe let's explore a little bit like, okay, so like let's say they get caught. They get caught. Like what what happens when they get caught in this place? I mean, are they're going to get like caught underneath like what, a cup or something or like... Are they going to set out, are there traps set out, like actual, you know, mouse traps set out that they have to avoid? Well, I think that the answer to all those questions is yes, right? I mm-hmm. think, so I think it's much more fun to get caught and then get put in a new situation you have to find your way out of than to just mm-hmm. be tossed out of the store or the game ends. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, there should be traps and there should be some mechanism, you know, for forcing there should be some mechanism for making traps dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. the mouse should be tempted to, to, to bite. I don't know. I mean, maybe one of the sources is get the cheese off the trap without getting yeah. killed. Right. Yeah. It's like the only, only cheese in the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering too, like, okay. So like, what if this is an eclectic game store in that, like they have like a pet snake in a, <laughs> in a big tank, Yeah. you know, somewhere in it. Like I'm imagining, I don't think they do this anymore, thankfully, but they're, there was a hardware store that I went to growing up that had a like a pet monkey inside of a large cage, sort of in the middle of the hardware store, um, which like sounds insane that, when I say that, that, that out loud. That sounds <laughs> but, very weird. <laughs> yeah, super weird. But it made going to the hardware store really fun for me because you know my dad could go get whatever he needed and then just drop me off and you know, just watch watch the monkey for a while. That was probably like enraged with its situation, but anyway, okay. So like maybe this is like uh, this game store has like yeah a snake in a big tank or something up front. Yeah. It's like the the owner's snake like that, and it's like if you get caught, you might get thrown in there, and then it's like you know then you have a series of other other things that could happen in there along the lines of like you convincing the snake that you'll help help it get out if it can help yes. you get out, or yeah, trying to fight it in some way. You know, lots of stuff that could happen. So I didn't articulate this at the beginning, but. You know, one of the fun things about playing animals that start in different situations would be narrating how they, how you sprung them out of their, whatever, mm-hmm. how you got the snake out of the tank, how you got the hamster out of its cage to help you yeah. in heist. So yeah. I do like the idea of, you know, getting tossed in the snake thing. And the challenge is not to fight the snake, but to uh, convince it to join you or to, mm-hmm. to collaborate with it. To, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't want to eat you. It just wants to get out. 
Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you could be pretty cheesy with that too, but I think it'd be fun. Like the, the snake is like, I'm a vegetarian, but they only, they keep on giving me mice, you know, so like, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Gotta, gotta eat. If you could get me out of here and get me some lettuce, I'd be so happy. Yeah. So you could, you could play with that. Cause I don't think you immediately, this does not seem like the sort of adventure that you want to have the threat level of death be very high. It yeah. seems like more of a, a fun little jaunt than anything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So maybe you've got a D6 table of what happens when I get caught and it's yeah. when you get Tossed into a cardboard, uh, in, they put you in a bucket, and then mm-hmm. they leave the room while they think about what to do. And then they, or they throw you in the snake thing, or they put you mm-hmm. in the alleyway outside the back entrance. Yeah, or or some employee, or they, is like, or they scream, you know, and cause a panic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so you have like yeah, have a handful of tables. You know, you really set up like what, um, you know, what they're what the mice are after. Those sorts of things. But I mean, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I think we're, we're, it's trending more towards like one shot territory and not like a full campaign. Yeah. But I think that's okay. I think it would be hard to have a campaign of this be, yeah. be fun. I think if you're setting it in the real world, I think you'd have to go, right? Like, how do you level up? Like, how do you, know, like, this is sort of like a non, a non question to me is like, you, you don't level up in this, right? Like, you just, you, you play to see what happens. Um, yeah, and sort of, I mean, if as an animal your ambitions aren't really evolving over the course of the game, you mm-hmm. know, you'd just be, every adventure would be getting food from a new environment, which might make for a fun video game, but probably mm-hmm. get tiresome. You <laughs> yeah. know, um, yeah, I think it might be fun to steal an idea from older D&D where there was a little bit more, there was a little bit more sense of measuring your success by the gold you acquired. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it could be fun to assign basically point values to the different pieces of food that you, the GM, scatter on the store and you don't. Mm-hmm. And make the food that's most fun and hard to get have the highest point value. And then just, I don't know, challenge how much food can you get, how much points worth of food can you get out of the store in a three-hour game session, right? Yeah, I like that. Like you mentioned, you mentioned earlier in the conversation about like, you know, like you're trying to get a week's worth of food for your family, you know, like your, your mouse family. Like what if it is just that it's like, okay, you've gotten enough food to last you for a month uh, on this, on this foray, you know, like, you know, you have to go find somewhere else to, uh, to get food from. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's, that's good. Um, okay. So let's, let's wrap up here, but I think before we wrap up, um, maybe like, let's come up with like, uh, what would be a good mouse name <laughs> if you had to create a oh. mouse character? What what name would you give it? Oh, uh, that's well, like you won't this is like any, the GM you, hot seat. Good. So in the I've not read the Red Ball books. In those books, mm-hmm. do they all have names like Squeakers and and Whiskers? The uh, the the bad the, the bad guys all have names along those lines, like cheese thief and like shadow and things like that okay um, most of the good ones have very uh like posh british sounding names so you, know, <laughs> you can you can do with that what you will uh um, well let's see uh well I, I you do, brought this up like, so i'm gonna i'm gonna turn around and pitch this right yeah. back at you chris so give me a okay. mouse name yeah actually uh so you said squeakers i was actually thinking squeaks would be a good good mouse name um this uh i mean maybe too i like the idea of like the mice have been hanging around this game shop um right and this is like the only words that they can make out here and there are like warhammer specific things like so maybe, <laughs> maybe like the mouse crew like you have one name like grim one's <laughs> named dark another one's named future <laughs> like oh that. that's perfect and one yeah. of them's hanging out in the family section and is named Candyland or something yes 
Oh my goodness, Candyland the Mouse is such a good name. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's call it there before we um, we come up with a bad one. So, okay. yeah. all right. Well, uh, yes. Thank you so much for listening. If you decide to use this adventure, I'd love to hear about it. I think this one sounds sounds fun enough to uh, to actually actually run. Yeah, especially just that like Warhammer table is just ripe for all sorts of shenanigans. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, this has been a uh, this has been Roll for Topic. We are part of the Roll for It Media Network. Um, so our sister show, The Splat Book, uh, is a great podcast that you can go listen to that Kyle Latino and John Corey put out. Um, you can go find them at thesplatbook.com. Um, I really love that that show. Andy, do you have any other any last thoughts before we say goodbye? I don't think so. Uh, mm. I was going to ask, uh, do you have any good mouse stories from your personal <laughs> life? Um, I have I have a good mouse story that maybe I'll tell you off the air because it's kind of gross. <laughs> okay, it involves incriminating someone that we know. <laughs> okay, all right, probably not, not incriminating. That's that's a that's a, <laughs> a heavy statement. <laughs> so I have a mouse story that happened to me just this year. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I'd love to hear your mouse. It's, story. it's a harrowing tale. So, okay. uh, our cat brought in a mouse that had caught and we thought the mouse was dead in the panic that it caused when the cat came in with the mouse hanging out of its jaws everyone freaked out you know i have two kids and my wife people are running around trying to shoo a very confused cat back outside trying to get it to drop the mouse in the chaos the mouse dropped out of our cat's mouth and that's when we all discovered it was alive so it sprinted <laughs> off yeah. so it's running around in the house and we saw what room it went into. It went into a particular room. And mice are very hard to find. Like, they're just incredible at hiding. So mm-hmm. we're looking around in this room, and I cannot find the mouse. But every now and then, the mouse will, like, make a break from underneath one bookshelf and, like, <laughs> run right in front of us uh, to a yeah. different hiding spot. Okay? So that's that goes on for a while. And at a certain point, the mouse just vanishes. And... We're looking around, where could the mouse be? We've got the room sealed off. You know, it's got to be under one of these things. But it's not anywhere. We cannot find it anywhere. So (laughs) then my son says, you know, where did we last see the mouse? Well, we last saw the mouse that was running across Dad's my shoe. All right, fair (laughs) enough. So looking around, looking around, and we just don't find the mouse, so we give up. Okay, so everyone leaves. I just figure it's escaped whatever... Uh, it's earned its freedom, or maybe the cat will end up catching it. But I just something bothered me, and just something bothered me. I just felt I just had a bad feeling. I just had a bad feeling about it. So, where would the mouse have gone? And it was last seen running across my shoe. Oh, so, no. this is like fifteen minutes later. Okay, yeah. and then, like what? Like then I start imagining that I can feel something occasionally <laughs> brushing my leg like i'm wearing <laughs> jean long jeans yeah no like that can't be it right so yeah but uh yeah i mean i'll just fast forward at a certain point when you start to suspect that there's a mouse in your pants it becomes <laughs> impossible to think about anything else so i'll spare the grisly details but indeed there was a mouse uh in my pants uh it, <laughs> and it uh I discovered it and it escaped again because it's a startling, it's a startling experience. And I, and it got away again. And, uh, the mouse was indeed 
I, I felt at this point the mouse had earned its freedom, but it was caught <laughs> the next day by our cat and and killed for good this time. So, <laughs> but I mean, what a what a way to go out, right? Oh my goodness! Well, there's your setup for this adventure. How you get inside? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, that is fantastic. All right. Well, uh, we should wrap it up there. Um, I've been Chris Halsman. I have been Andy Ralph. And remember, if your players are having fun, you're a great GM. 